Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Only Podcast. I am your co-host, Austin Smith, joined as always by your other co-host, John Kirby. You can find us on Twitter at ACSmith06 and at John underscore Kirby. And as always, follow the new mothership at Believe Network, B-L-E-A-B Network. <laughs> Just nailing it. Uh, What's yeah. up? Is that it? That's it, right? That's the I same. cut you off. That was my fault. I don't know. I was excited. We took a week off. We deserved a break, we thought. Yeah, I mean, you come back, you do one episode, and I think that that's fair. You get a week off, just like any job. You start Just like any job. That's exactly it. Then you take a week off. Dude, that's Sorry. how I set the tone at all of my new jobs is I just show up and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to need tomorrow off. <laughs> just I'm in charge. Figure, figure it out. You hired me. Okay. Now, Come on, man. It was still this week anyway. What do you care? I wasn't doing anything no matter what. Here's the rules of the road. Um, all right, John. Well, guess what? It's... Uh, it's time for us to record a show. Do you remember how to do this? Uh, let's just do it. I know that alcohol sales are at Spartan Stadium now. Mm, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna help a uh, little attendance action, especially in the latter parts of of cold games. I I really think you're onto something. I think that the this is a big this is a very fun thing to happen it's a I, I, here's one thing i'll say it's a bad idea if we're just hmm. being real <laughs> i think i think it's a bad idea that being said, think it's I think a bad it's all, idea. time out it's, because you think people are going to have more than a responsible amount to drink uh listen i you know what i'm gonna do john i'm yep. gonna bet that that might happen Oh, no way. Did you bet online that? is your number one source for all your betting needs. I don't know if you can bet on that, but if you could, they have it. You get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for 50%, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Again, no, I, I, I doubt you'll actually be able to bet on this. However, bet online, just don't forget to, to bet there. John, we're good. Let's get back to it. They're selling beer at Spartan Stadium. That, you, you went from you know, our first ever live read to a segue like that. Think of what we could do once we really get cooking here. Mm, yeah. So, about it. Okay. All you potential sponsors. Yes, yeah, I mean, you get a little taste. Get a little taste of it. A little taste of it at the Spartan Stadium here with the uh, the booze. Um, you look, like you said, probably a bad idea, but also like people will get the hang of it just like we're going to get the hang of the live read. And you're going to know your limits, hopefully, by, you know, your senior year. And um, everyone else in the stadium, I just would, you know, <laughs> things are a little heated in the visitor section every time and again, I would imagine. A little little more booze. Um, 
I don't know, man. I think it's gonna. I think it's good. Like it's the only way to save the uh, the in game experience anymore. Mm. Like you have to, because I can sit at home and have a ten times better situation. <laughs> you know what? It's very true. I also think like if you want to keep people from leaving at halftime, this is yeah. a good way to do it. Like even, even even in you know the best of seasons, you're inevitably losing people at halftime because they go out to tailgate. And nope. then they try to come back in. I don't remember if you're allowed back in or not. I think nope. you are. No. Nope. <laughs> See, shows you how long it's been since I've uh, been a student at Michigan State. So if you leave, <laughs> you can't come back in. And that's not great. And, you know, people love to give MSU fans a hard time for the student section being empty in the fourth quarter. Yada, yada. Well, guess what? Now you've given your juniors and your seniors, your legal 21 and up students, a reason to stick around instead of having to go back out. So all in all, yeah, I jokingly say it's a bad idea. It feels inevitable. It's kind of shocking that it's 2023 and it's just happening now. Um, but it's uh, You know what I need? I need there to be a Ricks opened up in Spartan Stadium. Oh, baby. No, you know what? The, I yes. think uh, there's the peanut barrel is... Uh, no, not allowed. No. See, talk about a bad idea. Peanut Barrel Long Islands in Spartan Stadium. Would, listen, the swag serve would be an all-time like event every single week. But yeah, that talk about a terrible idea. Just put it right next to the jail cell. Second quarter would be an absolute shit show. Like, yes, I cannot imagine how sloshy that place would get. Uh, be a disaster. And and then like there would be just the deadest uh, atmosphere in the second half because everyone's dumb. <laughs> everyone's asleep. Exactly. <laughs> asleep or arrested. Oh my god. Well, um, any more thoughts on alcohol in the stadium? What if they go? No. What if they extend it to? Um, I don't know. Do they serve beer at Breslin? It's been so long for me. Uh, no, they don't. That'd be that'd be sweet. It seems like the next logical thing to do, right? I mean, I, I thought you were going to ask. I thought you were going to ask. What if they expand it to weed and they start selling oh, weed in Spartan State? Why not? <laughs> do you know how good of weed a Michigan State former Michigan Agricultural College could put together? It'd be the dankest. It's like, <laughs> Like if there was a good like weed, I know Ann Arbor likes to think they're like weed town, but honestly, if we're talking about growing it and like selling it. That's our territory. We would crush at that. Michigan Agricultural College, you know, listen, we're 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 teed up land grant. The really the competition would come down to Michigan State versus Penn State in that regard, I imagine. Well, the, and that's what it's always been about, folks. The land grant trophy's always been about who gets who gets. <laughs> farm better weed it's been growing towards this moment since 18 <laughs> 18 whatever now we've finally found it incredible oh my god all right uh, let's talk actual sports john okay recruiting okay. dude uh, you're welcome everybody we come back <laughs> what is what happens actually since we took the week off i think was it four or five dudes committed uh, i think as of today it's five Look at us and go, hey, you're welcome, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, some decent, some some guys to write home about, too. You want to go from the top? Yeah, sure. So in terms of the, the, we'll go in terms of rating, 
we'll go in that that route. Um, first one, you actually no, we'll go we'll go in, in chronological order. First one is Reggie Powers. First of all, right off the bat, incredible name, incredible all all time name. A guy named Reggie Powers uh, roaming your secondary is is real nice. Reggie is a high three star, um, I believe, from the state of Ohio. Uh, he is chosen Michigan State over Ohio State. Um, and listen, maybe was he Ohio State's number one choice? Who knows? Who cares? He chose Michigan State. This is right out of the Mark D'Antonio playbook of kind of choosing the guys that are just below the cut of Ohio State from the state of Ohio and turning them into great players. There are countless examples uh, of that over the years. But um, Reggie, really nice addition to the class. Currently, Michigan State's third highest rated uh, recruit. Uh, next up was Anthony Scuda Carey. He is right. Michigan State's, yeah, another just fantastic name. Michigan State at this point, uh, their first and well, they're currently their only uh, unit, you know, kind of consensus four star uh, in the class. You love to get that at a skill position. Uh, Carey had offers from like 50 plus schools, just a crazy amount of scholarships for this kid. He's out of Carrollwood Day in Tampa, which is the same school as Eddie Pleasant. Uh, who was in Michigan State's class a year ago, and he hey, uh, go we ahead. We talked about that. We talked, remember, about like why Eddie Pleasant, like why some of these guys, and to pay off for the higher-rated guys coming in, right? So that that paid, off, that that paid off. That's that's pretty cool because there was a very yeah. good chance it wouldn't. So that's awesome. Sorry. Yeah, and they, maybe maybe Eddie's even a nice player. We have no idea. I know he's on campus. Sure. That's a good sure. thing. But uh, sure. yeah, sure. I mean, Carrollwood Day, a, a school that's you know in the state of Florida, if you can get four stars coming out of there, especially at skill positions, it's a nice thing to have. So Anthony Scuda Carey came down to Michigan State uh, and pretty much North Carolina again, a school with a lot of a lot of heat right now. With the, probably is going to churn out a top five pick at quarterback. Like put some really good skill players in the league very recently. Um, nice to win a battle there for sure. Um, since then, three more commits. The next of which was Sire Torrance. Again, another high three star recruit. Uh, former, oh, he's listed as a wideout, but they seem to think he's going to play defensive back. Former Syracuse commit. Um, he read a lot of positive things about him, including the fact that. You know, if he didn't play in upstate New York, not exactly a talent hotbed. A lot of people thinking he would be uh, a little bit more highly rated and highly recruited. But either way, checking in is a pretty high three-star, uh, a nice thing to have. You might sense a bit of a trend here. He is one of now one, two, three, four defensive back recruits that have committed to Michigan State, including Cameron Campbell, Reggie Powers, and Jalen Thompson, who's been committed for for quite some time. So you're sensing a theme here, Michigan State loading up on defensive backs kind of year after year. Might have room for another one or two uh, as we get going here as we round out the class. And then finally, the twins, Mercer and Charlton Luniuski. Uh, I believe they committed just today or yesterday when at the time of this recording. Um, big dudes. Dude. Each, each checking in over 6'5", rough, roughly 300 pounds. As a rule... If you um, can recruit people, or re recruit their twin, and because one of them should probably turn out. You hope to. I mean, just math. And then um, we've had a pretty good track record of brothers. 
you know, not usually twin. Well, we're no Zach. Were Zach and uh, and uh, the Slade brothers were they twins? I think they were, and if yeah. not, they look alarmingly similar. Well, that worked. So I'm just saying, there's um, and going back to like the the early D'Antoni years, there have been brothers that I can remember. Well, and then even before that, with like <clears throat> was it the Irvin brothers, and it goes back, but still. Brothers, positive. We feel really good about it. They got them from Cincinnati, or flipped them from Cincinnati. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it was a verbal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this kid. Did you mention Mercer uh, won the MVP of an offensive line camp um, recently that had Michigan and Ohio State uh, commits at. So, um, not a small thing. I would imagine his rating will go up after that result. And um, like you mentioned. His brother, <clears throat> similar size, so uh, lots of work with Coach Cap. Finally, getting his guys, you know, it's got to work out. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so yeah. Another another thing to look at here again. So, I think going into this kind of official visit season, I mean, Michigan State was sitting with basically, I think, just two recruits, maybe three, and Andrew mm-hmm. Dennis, Jalen Thompson, and Logan Bennett. And that number has grown from three to nine in a, in a very short period of time and done so in a really quality way. Again, I know at this point, Anthony Carey, the only four star, but really aside from Bennett and Charlton Lunieski, every other one of these commits is a, what I would deem as a high three star recruit, including Cameron Campbell, who just got ranked, um, went from unranked to high three star very quickly after committing to Michigan State. Um, a couple of things to point out. I already mentioned it with the DBs, but then you look at the offensive line, another group that's clearly getting quite a bit of emphasis from uh, the recruiting staff and from just like the coaching staff in general. And that's that's a beautiful thing. They now have four commitments there, both Lunieski's, Logan, Logan Bennett, and uh, Andrew Dennis, who is actually kind of taking on the point person role from a um, recruit, like in-class recruiter, the best classes. If you look around, like really like good recruiting classes, there's always one guy kind of spearheading it internally who's a part of it and is active on social media, reaching out to other guys saying, hey, come be a part of this great thing. Dennis has been very vocal in that regard, and he's the highest rated of all of the offensive linemen uh, that have committed so far. But literally, if you look at this class, it's DBs, O-line, and carry, and that's it. (laughs) Um, A lot of really interesting other names to, you know, keep in mind here that are coming up. Everybody knows Nick Marsh. He's committing pretty soon. It sounds like it's between Penn State, Pitt, and Michigan State. David Stone, the five-star, took his final official visit to MSU. He allegedly wants to commit before the season, but this kid is going to get recruited down to the second his pen hits paper. So this one will take quite some time, but MSU and Oklahoma, uh, probably the two to beat right now. And another fun name is Henry Hasselbeck. Son of former NFL quarterback Matt Hasselbeck um, has now visited campus twice in a very short period of time. Uh, and while you know trusting just a name and you know, hey, does Dad play in the NFL? Is is kind of a dangerous game. It's also not a bad thing, but when your you know <laughs> sure. former NFL quarterback's son is looking at you uh, and evaluating you over his his dad's alma mater of Boston College, so. Pretty, pretty exciting names. There's a couple others that are in the mix, including Jason Brown, who would be kind of a sneaky one, but he's another running back. Um, and he's got 
the I think somebody from somebody put a crystal ball in for him to actually go to, to commit to MSU. He's from Seattle yeah. uh, and is a very highly rated top 100 composite recruit. So uh, everybody got a little antsy. It's okay. It's understandable. MSU's recruiting uh, kind of apparatus is clearly in a healthier place now than it was just a couple of months ago. And, and you're seeing it start to pay off here and, and, and show some dividends. So, so Austin, <clears throat> you know, now that people are feeling a little more settled with the qu uh, quantity and the quality coming in, I think there are some questions. I think people are saying, okay, can Mel Tucker recruit? Cause last year we saw, you know, him go after a lot higher caliber guys than this. Is this him? Um, I, do you think that that is the case or do you think last year MSU just had a bad strategy coupled with trying to parlay something and it ended up with some guys who had a little too much dip on their chip? Like, tell me what you think happened. Yeah, I mean, I think what MSU didn't do a great job of last year and something that, you know, not surprisingly could have led to some of the cha change that happened in, call it the front office, the recruiting departments this past year, uh, they didn't leave themselves a lot of backup options. I think what you saw is when MSU signed some of these really great players, or they, they chased, I mean, if you just the roster of guys that they had on campus time and time again last year was so impressive. We talked about it ad nauseum. They even managed to gain commitments from quite a few of them. But when that when those commitments either get backed out on or those guys ultimately ended up signing elsewhere, you saw Michigan State kind of scrambling to round out their class. And they did a really nice job. It still ended up being the best class MSU has had in a very long time. There's still studs like by Job in it. But you went big game hunting and you came up short more often than not. If you're going to do that, there's, there needs to be when you're Michigan State and you're not Bama and you're not Oklahoma, you're not USC, you got to have a backup plan. And at some point, you kind of have to read the tea leaves. And it felt like MSU got stuck maybe drinking some of their own Kool-Aid and ultimately, you know, uh, these guys ended up going elsewhere at the last second or, um, you know, flipping. So if you just... If you look at the class this year, you might not be blown away. Again, Charlton Linieski right now, kind of a, a mid four-star. Uh, Logan Bennett, mid four-star. A lot of these guys, or excuse me, both three stars. You know, you only see one four-star in this entire mix right now. A, that can change really quickly. But B, as long as they're solid there, and you look at who they're being offered by, this as the base of a class is very good. You don't want your entire class made up of these high to mid three stars. That just puts you in kind of a muddy territory with a lot of other programs. There's got to be those crown jewels at the top more often than not. But for um, for the the meat of a class to be heavily leveraged in two very important position groups and be filled with both the quality and quantity that you look for from a good program, it's a nice place to be. Um, and so as you look, you know, play this out a little bit, you've only got nine commits right now. You probably have space for somewhere in the low 20s. As long as these uh, these commits that are coming in, A, include a couple of those big poppers, and then also are in the same range here, MSUs actually could end up overall with a sturdier class than they did last year, one that might not end up, you know, super duper top heavy. Here, here's the other thing. I think this may be, um, may be eating my words, 
these type these guys seem like guys that are not going to be flipping like right. there were a handful of last year a lot of the guys that went last year not all of them a lot of the guys that flipped last year were interested in big shiny things mm-hmm. and then big shiny things happened at other places and i wasn't even referring to like money i just meant like the goats on the field and like the dope <laughs> photos i'm serious and then other places did it and it was cool there too and then obviously you add in the money and people make decisions and they're not wrong decisions it just seems like this if these guys are taking this long it's been a methodical process maybe a bit more methodical and um they may stick around um and again Graham Couch says it all the time. These are just pledges, not commitments. Whatever word you want to use, they're they're synonyms. But it's uh, it feels like this group is less flight risky so far. Um, but who knows? I could eat my words. Yeah, we we just don't know yet, right? Like I do think that where you could be onto something is that these guys aren't committing in the heat of like coming off an eleven win season or doing all the stuff with the goats and all the stuff on the field well they are still putting like uh you know a throne on the field it's not like michigan state's down no. back that much i don't think every, i think it's just but everybody's di- doing it i think everybody. i think it's just different right it's just it doesn't feel as um it just feels a little different this time it feels a little more michigan state i don't know how i get i have no idea what that means but maybe it may it mean i don't know maybe it makes sense to you maybe not <laughs> yeah it feels our, our our style yeah again i think msu is going to be able to swing a bigger stick when it comes to the high recruits like they're still going to be in it with these top of the top dudes they're not what they've done isn't veer away from chasing the best recruits they're still doing that i just think what you're seeing is if you've got a really good I just think they have a plan B and it might not even be a plan B. It might just be a plan A minus like, yeah, they are more willing to take the commitment of guys that they really like in a moment and that they think they could keep instead of, you know, fishing for the 50 foot Marlin. No idea if Marlins get that big, but the the, the point is, yeah, they're just, they're, they're willing to do the things that make a really healthy roster. And this, to me, this is like an NFL team building through the draft. Like instead of building through free agency, we've talked about it over the years quite a bit. MSU has still, I think, done a really effective job at plugging holes via the portal. But if you look at the best teams, like, you know, typically they're not ones that are building entire teams out of the portal once they've got their new head coach. So I think MSU is just doing things the right way. And it, it's, it is interesting, like when you look back at the dudes that did decommit last year, and there were quite, quite a few of them, for the vast majority of it, they all ended up at SEC schools pretty much, yeah. um, with the exception of Demetrius Bell, who actually I think ended up being a four-star and ended up at Nebraska, but Jalen Braxton at Arkansas, Kedrick Rizcano at Ole Miss, Colton Hood and Clay Whedon, both at Auburn. Jay Vant Brown at Kentucky, Demetrius Bell, like I said, at Nebraska. Aside from Jonathan Slack and Bo Edmondson, Jonathan Slack ended up at Howard. I think he had some grade trouble. And then Bo Edmondson, who realistically, I think MSU found an option in Sam Levitt that they liked a little bit more. And fair or not, we're very obviously clear with Bo that, hey, we've got a guy we like, and he made a business decision. But 
for the most part, that's a lot of good kids going to a lot of big programs. And you just know that with a little bit more, you know, with, with, with another impressive season piled on top of, you know, what maybe you saw two years ago, if they can make last year look, look, look more like a blip, I don't think they're, they're risking nearly as much. Uh, they're trying to balance as many plates at the same time with, with recruits like these guys they lost a year ago. How do you feel about the analogy of this being a very similar season to the Detroit Lions last year? Mm. You'll see a lot of improvement in the core of the game, and you're going to start to see things that you look positive, look like competent game management, you know, things that just start to look like a program, starting to round out. You can see it. It's not good yet but you can start to feel like maybe there's a little momentum is that fair is that a thing that we could consider i think it's a very it's a great way to view the season i mean like realistically again we all get excited about the lions they finished one game over 500 yeah i know like but what you saw from them as a program and as a you know just as a as a team was so impressive, especially down the stretch. You saw them get comfortable. You saw them develop an identity. You saw certain players in key roles really start to flourish, especially in the back half of that season. Uh, quite honestly, if you could get a similar year out of Michigan State's roster this year, that would be a huge win, no matter what the win total, what provided you go to a bowl game. But as long as you win six or more games, I think you can absolutely look at the season as setting the table for a, a major step back up in 2024 and i hope fans keep that in mind like mm -hmm. this is kind of that season before the season in a way and it is also listen we've we've exhumed this body a million times the state that this this roster was left in when mel tucker took it over plus all the circumstances that he had to deal with it is insane that they're even in this position and that 11 win season ever even happened the fact of the matter is today the roster is actually in a much healthier place today than it was going into that season or last season so you, a lot of that work is happening. And I think this year is probably the first time that you'll start to see it. I, my, I'll, I'll put my neck out there and I say, especially on the defensive side of the ball, I would hope slash expect to see a significant step forward. And a lot of that coming up, you know, with younger guys being involved. I think the only way, the only way that this goes from that to something more, or what could, I guess, tee it up for like a really special 2024 is what happens under center like that's that's by far the biggest thing like yeah if noah kim or kaden hauser are the answer and they're really that that dude one of the two of them then you're talking about okay we're right back in the mix in this conference especially as divisions go away after this year like you you put your name right back in the hat um and so that those are kind of the biggest things to keep an eye out for. Like, I think for the the people that probably listen to this show and just like the nerds out there watching those young players and like picking out those new numbers and be like, who's that? I've never seen that guy before. That's going to be the fun part of this season. Yeah, you're going to start to see contributors that you just like. Last season it was it was Thorne and Keon Coleman. They're not back, so you got a lot of new faces and a lot of new fun stuff to play with here uh, going into this season. Well, anything else to talk about? Because we're going to start breaking these pods into two. So that's why uh, if 
you haven't seen, if you saw there are two posts or I don't know if we put them at the same time. Now we'll figure it out. We'll figure um, it out. <laughs> this is the football ones. Thus ends, and I'll just leave it with this. Um, wouldn't it be crazy if the first year alcohol sales were allowed at Michigan State uh, games? They played Michigan at a night game. Whew. That's uh, that's a hell of a proposition. What? Wouldn't it be crazy? It would be. It would be crazy. I'll say it. I'll I'll just say it coyly like that again. Maybe we'll find out. Okay, folks. We we uh, yeah. We had fun. Um, uh, yeah, and then maybe maybe that'll happen. So uh, is that it? Should we wrap up? You want to do the bet online uh, outro? Oh yes, indeed I do. All right, guys, please give me a moment here while I pull up my copy because you know me, I'm not prepared. Um, guys, the you show. Say, you say presented. Yeah. Okay. So here we're going to do it right now. Uh, the show has been presented by Bet Online. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. <Cracking> up. <laughs> John, this has been Austin. We'll talk to you on the basketball one. All right. See you.